Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I remember being in the KFC once when I was like 14 or 15 and being evangelized by an old person. She didn't order any food. She just started talking to me about Jesus. <laughs> so she came to sleep and started thinking Did this Christian go too far? This is your daily catch-up. Hey, hello. If you're enjoying the Daily Catch-Up Podcast, subscribe. And also like this video, hit the notification button. And clap your feet. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, then the man. Alright, hey. So there was a video on Twitter which was actually taken off uh, TikTok given like the font, right? The way how the, the, the text appeared. But basically it was a video that appeared on like April 15 of a man, a Singaporean man who was basically playing guitar on a flight and he was singing Christian songs mm. uh, to very, very mixed uh, reactions, I would say. So like there's some people on the plane that were happily very passionately singing along. And then there was one very clear Caucasian man, right, <laughs> who looked like he wanted to jump off that plane. Like he was just like, what's going on? He, he did like the office uh, thing. Like he just looked into the camera going like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My first reaction was Singaporean. Yeah. Like I'm so surprised because I mean, maybe like Asians or what, then we tend to be more quiet. Uh, I thought these are the kind of things that Ang Mo do. <laughs> My no. first reaction was, Another Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on lah. Oh, all the Jonathans are a bit weird. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> Got something a little bit. All can play guitar. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Not all can sing. Mm. But what was interesting was that the news was covered like all around the world. Like I remember seeing news coverages from like UK newspapers, US newspapers. Um, wherever the plane was. Wherever <laughs> the plane was. <laughs> but nice. it was so specific. Singaporean man, Jonathan New, even uh, evangelizes on plane or, or, or that sort of like, kind of like headlines, right? Yeah, it really drew a lot of, I think, debate online. To me, from what I read, I think majority of people found it very cringy. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt. Like, do you guys think it was okay? Or do you guys think like, oh, this is, this is not okay? I honestly did not hear the video. So, was the music good? I'm guessing no based on the reaction. Because if the music, say he sing freaking good, right? I think response will be different. Response will be like, oh my god, this guy can freaking sing, you know? Mm. And then everybody will be like, wow, this guy's voice angelics, yeah? Is it because he's closer to heaven? Because he's in the skies? Or, like some cringy <laughs> shit like that, right? I, I don't know if his name John, is it? Right? I know. When I first heard of that, right, I thought it was quite nice. Like, I think we... He handsome, is it? Then you... No, no, I didn't even listen. I didn't even see. But I saw the headlines and all that. I thought like, oh, okay, that's quite nice. Because <laughs> I think it was a plane to help Ukraine, right? Or something like... It's it's a, oh, is it? It was a return. Return. Ah, returning. okay, okay. Yeah, but I felt like, um, especially in Christianity, right? Um, music bring, brings people together. I think that's some sort of like unity there and all that, you know? So I thought like, oh, that's quite nice to, to, be, to be singing worship songs and all that. But, but I understand the other side of the... Yeah, so I, I think uh, there, there was a subset of people who, I guess mostly Christians also, who felt like, oh my god, this is this is really heartwarming, this mm, was really great. Mm. And then there were a lot of others that, I think someone's reaction was that like, um, it was a TikTok user and basically described the whole thing as inappropriate and honestly scary. Scary? scary. Huh? 
Yeah, because it felt, I guess, imposing, right? Like, ah. if you're someone who is not Christian and then suddenly everyone is starting to sing about praises and then it seems as though they are they are pressuring you to, like, listen mm. to, like, the word of God, like, when you didn't ask for it, you know? Mm-mm. And so, I- like... That, that it's was like shoving the, the religion yeah. to your face. No, to yeah. begin with, okay, like based on what you said, you are you are a Christian, right? Yeah. But for the rest of you, you are also Christian. You are. I'm Catholic. Christian. Catholic. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm not religious. Mm. What do you think of the behavior, like from your standpoint and being a believer or whatever? I was very conflicted, honestly, when I first saw it because in my mind, like same as you, like mm. in my mind, like it's a brave thing to do. Like I would not dare to do something like that. And I've like heard stories of my like my friends like helping to pray for people on the streets and stuff. And I thought that wow, like is this the is this the so called level that I should be at? But then mm. at the same time, I'm also not for like shoving my religion down anybody's face. Mm. And so then I was like, ugh. Like because, especially because it was on a plane. Mm. I feel like, right, if it was say maybe like MRT station, then you are at one side. If I really don't want to hear, I just move away, lah, mm. right? But then everyone is like kind of trapped mm. on the plane mm. and the plane ride is already uncomfortable. And then I'm being forced to listen to this. And yeah. singing out loud with an instrument, it's uh. at a point where you cannot ignore or avoid. Or yeah, correct. Yeah. I right. actually had a conversation with like some of my church friends, right? And then like most of them said, uh, actually I don't see the problem. Like it didn't, it wasn't a big news to them. It wasn't a big piece of news to them. And then I said like, but if I feel like if you had just like put another religion in its place, right? Yeah. Say for example, like some Buddhist stand up and start chanting, yeah. or like I don't know, they start standing up reading like the, like the Quran, or I don't know why it's their version of worship songs, yeah. then the reaction would have been so different. Yeah, also, I, I, in general, I was quite conflicted about it. Lah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it'd be before we dive into like the different religions one, right? Like, mm. what do you guys think if it wasn't a Christian song, if he was just performing a normal pop song, would that have been weird and inappropriate? Oh, we're asking to shut the f*** up, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, people f- shack, fly back from war-torn region, want to go home. You s- get up and sing? Yeah. Like, for what? I don't care if it's to leave my spirits. You are assuming where my spirits are at. That right. I want to be lifted through your method of like Yeah, and, and I think to begin with, right, the TikTok, right, when it was posted, I understand that at the beginning, people didn't even know the context of it, that it was a flight back from like, and right. all these people went there to help Ukraine and whatever. Yeah. And understanding that, people were already kind of like trashing on this guy. Mm. Subsequently, once they found out that, yes, this was a, a flight back and these were all people that went to help with the relief efforts in Ukraine and whatnot, somehow that justified his actions a little bit more. I can understand why they might say that, right? But unless the whole group is your church, right? Yeah. And everybody is like, yes, I'm down for this. Let's sing for Jesus. I think you need to f*** off, man. Yeah, it it, it was a public flight at the end of the day. So there's got to be people there who are not Christian and definitely not comfortable with like public performances. I feel like unless right it's the actual artist like if like Taylor Swift or something she suddenly stand up and she starts singing or something right, right. I might have been okay with that. Even then, uh, even, even then it's like nobody asks. You better like, sit down swiftly. No, <laughs> like, okay, I agree with all this right, but I think I would be one of those people in the crowd who will sing along. Yeah, same, same, <laughs> so, same. Okay, this is my only point of conflict. I love that song, right? Chris, <laughs> Chris Tomlin, right? How uh, great is our God? Uh, I actually genuinely I know love, that song. Right? Yeah. Ex-Christian over here. Ex-Christian over. But I was just like, this is so inappropriate. But like, just, just so like, there's a couple of examples, right? You mentioned like, if it's the actual singer, there was this uh, plane in India, actually, uh, where an Indian singer decided to give uh, impromptu in-flight entertainment. His own songs, right? He took the, the PA system and then started performing his own songs. The crew that allowed him to do that all got suspended, lah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I can understand the the like what's going on in this guy's head. Also, like 
he put himself out there. Mm-hmm. He's he's not very old, right? He's like no, 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 he's a young, young guy, young, 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 young fella. So he's probably like enthusiastic, ah, very passionate. He's riding that high, yeah. and so in his head, he probably figures that yes, this is okay, right? I mean, it's it's quite sad that this is how he's going to be schooled in front of everybody in public internationally. But I think this is something that a lot of people have to learn. Eh? Like, mm. and you have to learn it somehow or another one. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure like when I was younger, so I was riding certain highs, thinking like, oh, the world is my oyster, right? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is by my side. You know, I can do anything. Then after that, then you, then reality kind of hits you a little bit here and there, knocks you up. Yeah. Knocks you, knocks you down. Knocks you down. On your chin side to side. You're pregnant with life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you kind of get with the program a bit yeah, more, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this guy just need, needed that maybe. Something that yeah. I was also thinking about, right? Because a lot of the comments that I saw that I very agree with is time and place. Mm. Like there's a time and place for everything and this mm. is not the time and place for it. Yeah. So then, yeah. yeah, so then I'm also thinking, because my church actually went on a mission trip, like uh, not to Ukraine directly, but to the B-side country. I'm, I think it's Hungary if I'm not wrong. Okay. Mm. But then so basically they helped the the local churches there like open up their space, convert their space into like a shelter yeah. for Ukrainians and refugees to come in. La. So then if in such a position, right, I'm running away from a war torn country, but I'm not a Christian, but I don't really have a choice, but this is the temporary place to place go to. Place of refuge. La, yeah. And then over there, they are doing such things. Then is that okay? Oh, actually you put yourself in that situation, it will be like, it's, it's very entitled of me to stop them from singing because... Mm. I'm enjoying their, yeah, their yeah, benefit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fair is enough. that okay then? Wow, it's 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 such it's I, I don't think that anybody should be putting somebody else in a place of like there needs to be a trade-off. Obviously, this is not a very okay, at least I'm assuming it's not a very difficult trade-off, right? Mm. Like, oh you feed me, okay, sure. Then I have to listen to your music <laughs> and get <laughs> you obligated and you have to try to like convert me or whatever the fuck, right? If that was the yeah. case, okay, like, that's, that sucks, like, but just deal with it. Like. It shouldn't feel transactional also, like, I guess. Right. Like, if you genuinely want to help, there shouldn't be a... I do this for you, you yeah. do this for yeah. me kind of situation. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of this... And, and I think the reason why I also feel this way, right, is because evangelism as a subject matter has always been a bit iffy to me. Mm. Like, I've always felt like light too. Like, the way that evangelism has occurred, at least in my in my life, like, in my personal experiences, is that there is a, some form of an activity, something that draws people in first, right? Something that's fun or whatever. And then it's only after, then you get the true message and they try to convert you in some sense, right? And I've always felt that like, why is that the process? Because it's exactly the same thing with MLM. Ah. <laughs> why? <laughs> comparison to- no, but it, it really is. Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So then I keep thinking like, is that right? And, and honestly, right? Like, I'm... 100% open for, for talking about this, even though I don't believe in religion, but I believe in questioning and thinking about processes and understanding what is genuine, what is yeah. intentional and all this, right? And my brother, he's also like, he worked in a church, right? okay? Like he's given like, I think he's talked about this before. So and, and it was something that was actually quite deep to him. Like he was questioning like, why do we evangelize and yeah. how do we evangelize? Yeah. yeah. And it's so nuanced. Like the idea of it is so nuanced. Like you don't just go out and, eh, hey, come on, believe in God, right? If not, if not what? you die, you go hell, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's so weird that we are still doing it in this way. I, and I don't know, maybe you all can share like, have there been like better ways to exercise evangelism? Or is this also an issue that you all struggle with in some sense or another? I understand why we do, why we have evangelism and all that, right? Why we why we do what we do at the church. But I, I understand how my non-Christians, non-Christian friends feel because I've ever had those like really weird uh, encounter before I was Christian, right? 
So I remember one time when I was in secondary school and then there's this girl in school, right? She's like senior. She want me to come to her church. But then I, I have very strict parents and they're not, not Christians, right? At that time. So they, they were like, uh, I have curfew and all that, so I don't dare to tell her. Like, I don't want to be cool, so I don't dare to have a curfew. Say, uh, no, no, I cannot, cannot. But she told me something, right? I think it's part of her, her sales speech and it's very weird. She said, don't worry, we won't cut off your tongue. Huh? I what? Now I'm really scared. Why you say that? Why would you say that? Oh. Then I got more scared, you know, then yeah, I, oh, yeah. never mind, never mind, please don't call me again. <laughs> I was really very scared. Yeah, so I think the yeah. way they evangelize sometimes is a bit... Yeah, a um, bit scary. A bit scary. I can imagine why people don't. I mean, there's surely this pressure, I, I, I feel, of evangelism. <laughs> evangelism, hey. which I have like shared a bit on, like, I touched a bit on just mm. now. Like, when I look at people like going out there to pray for people, I like, it, it feels like this is what I should aspire to. But at the same time, I'm uncomfortable with yep. it because I don't like the idea of like, just forcing something on someone. Mm. Like, it's my personal preference, ma. then whether mm. or not you like it. If you want me to talk about it, you're happy to engage. I'm more than happy to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. But then if it's not asked for, if you, if no one's asking for it, then no lah. Oh, yeah. the best way to evangelize, right? From my point of view, right? It's is through your life. It's true, yeah. but it's by example, Correct. Right? So when I have a friend or like acquaintance, right, who's facing really big problems, whatever, then I'll tell them like, okay, I'm not trying to like push my religion on you, but I'm just trying to let you know that I want to pray for you. And this is my personal choice, lah. But if you want, I can pray out loud for you. Right. And and I want you to know that you're not alone, lah. Mm. Like you know, there's God and all that. Okay. Yeah. So that then then then. When you set up that premise, right, the other person will feel like, okay, she's not gonna like force me or like cut my tongue or whatever, okay? So, you know what I mean, Yeah, no, I was damn scared that one, yeah. Have your churches ever said this before, right? Like, next Sunday, bring like oh, friend. one new or yeah, yeah, yeah quota la, three new friends. Oh, okay. I don't have quota, but it's like for special, special weekends, for yeah, example, like yeah. Easter, Christmas, that kind, they will say, uh, like, invite your friends, la, send, send, now it's online also, right? Send the link to someone and like, yeah, whoever got put in your heart, that kind of thing. Lor. But it's, it was never a quota. Though I have had a friend that became <laughs> like, okay, I don't know whether the church is a cult or what, lah, but the practices, right, is really extreme kind. Like they will track your expenses to see like what kind of activities you're engaging in Yo. outside. And like, if you're going out for leisure, it ought to be with your cell group people, for example. Yeah, and then like they track like how many people you bring to church, that kind of stuff. Sounds like a toxic relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like my ex <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Sure. Let's there. No, oh, but yeah. I, my, my church also had this like similar program. I, I can't remember, don't quote me on this, but I really cannot remember what exactly <laughs> it was. But I remember the thing was called Light 1000. Hey, Heart of God Church, hey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Light 1000, it means that I think by Easter or by Christmas, right? We, as a collective effort, right? The whole church, right? Will, will bring at least 1,000 souls. Yeah. It's like the 1,000 step challenge. La, but yeah, so what do you think about that? Like, does that make sense? Like, do these numbers make sense? Like, what is the incentive, first of all? And then, mm. yeah, lo, like, The Bible does have verses on evangelism, but it's kind of like a go out and spread the word. It's never really, like, specified. This is exactly like right. So, like, a, a, at least for my understanding of the Catholic Church, right? Mm. Um, OG Christians. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's the original ah, one. Okay, but fine. Like, like, I think I remember learning about evangelism and catechism or like Sunday school, right? But I, what I really recalled from it was that it wasn't imposition. It's not like you go out and say, hey, can I talk to you about Jesus? Hey, like, you know, it's really you lead your life by example. And then if people ask you, how do you have your life all together? The reason is God lah, and then mm. maybe they want to find out more. Then like you, you teach them more about it. Yeah. But like yeah, like personally, I always feel like even like my views on like politics or whatever, like 
don't impose on anyone lah. Like, yep. if they want to know more about it, then they'll ask lah. Quite similar yeah. to like Denise. Which is why it's like, it's quite strange. Like sometimes when I see, I remember being in the KFC once when I was like 14 or 15 and being evangelized by an old person. Like she asked me like, hey, you know the kind like everywhere full and I say, hey, can I, can I sit next to you? Like on the mm. table. And then I think she was like maybe 50 or 60 years old. And then I realized she didn't order any food. She just started talking to me about Jesus. <laughs> so she casually just started thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus provides. <laughs> <laughs> the fries never run out. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> then you didn't feel all fish. Yeah. <laughs> then she said, and he came that, huh? <laughs> No, so I remember like she she sat down and then she hand, she handed me this card. Okay. And then I remember seeing like it was a red color cross with like the, the name of the church. And then she just started talking about like, um, have, has anyone talked to you about Jesus? Jesus before and I was like oh I'm, I'm Catholic I go to church then she said oh but it's, it's okay I talk to you about what we teach in our church like I think it's very different and I oh, think yes. I want to save you and I'm like I'm, I'm like 14 or 15 I'm in a school uniform like this doesn't feel right yeah mm. and every time I just said like no 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 like please I, 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 I don't want I don't like want they don't back off kind of they don't back off she didn't want to move I had to leave but I just I have I didn't even start eating it like you know my food just came so I was like damn conflicted and I think I just I just took my stuff and I just walked off hey, there was one point <laughs> there were they were going around the HDBs and knocking <clears> and asking <gasps> right Wait, I- isn't evangelism illegal in Singapore Okay, so uh, looking it up right regarding evangelism, it is not illegal in Singapore. You can evangelize to anyone, uh, but there are legal limits. Mm. So like, for example, uh, it is... Mm. Like a Newton food circus cannot... <laughs> 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 when they're eating, no, no. <laughs> basically, um, you, you, you cannot do anything that's insensitive. You cannot like basically offend another religion, for example. You can't say, uh. hey, join my church because your religion sucks or whatever. <laughs> like, they're, like they're, there's very clear legal terms that I don't want to get into, but mm, you can. Yeah. It's just a bit technical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because okay. I remember there was a period of time they were knocking on doors. I was, I was a kid la, and then my dad was not Christian. La. Then he just like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but do they yeah. give free things? So? No, la, they're not MML. 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 So I think what was quite interesting was that right after the incident, right, and there was a little bit of backlash, a pastor actually came out, a pastor from 316. Came out? That's not allowed. Came out to comment on the whole situation. He's from the 316 church, which I guess is in reference to the verse. Yeah, John 316. John 316, which is Stone Cold. Who shall not be named. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Don't get cancelled. No, for he so, so loved the, the world, world that he gave his only son so that uh, uh, yes, he yes, can yes, go yes. and do something uh, there. Okay, and then, you. then you go through some death valley or something. This like. is where you stop before you... Yeah, uh, enough already. Really. Death valley is different <laughs> already, but yeah. Oh, shit. But basically, he, he came out to, to defend <laughs> um the, the Jonathan guy, like, the, the guy that was playing the guitar, to say that, you know, it was you an act... John? 360? Jonathan? Jonathan? Three of them. Illuminati. <laughs> 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 Three, sixteen. Yeah. Well, basically, he 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 said that, huh? It's just an expression of faith, and uh, the backlash, right, that Jonathan was receiving is part of an anti-Christian climate. He's basically saying Ooh. that society today is a little bit anti-Christian. Hmm. Wow. Do you agree? I, okay. I do feel like there is that. Like people scoff at Christians more. I feel nowadays, but based on what I've researched, right, based on like, what is an anti-Christian climate. So a Christian climate is basically like, they are more traditional in their views. So basically, Repute 377A can mm. be viewed as an anti-Christian movement or like the abortion laws, all this kind of stuff. So I'm not sure what he means by the anti-Christian climate in this context. 
Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like he's just in a sense like playing victim. To yeah, me, it, to me. It, it sounds right. as though like why 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 are you guys picking on us the yeah. Christians, right? But then to be fair, we talk about Christian privilege also, and why are the Christians getting so much hate on this? It's also it feels like because Christians are the ones that are evangelizing the most public or the yeah. most often right. in some sense. Uh going back to the pastor, so Pastor Norman from uh, Three Sixteen Church. Norman. What's up? Norman. Norman Bates. Uh, he also said, okay, so he pointed this out. I, uh, I'm i a bit iffy about it, but like he pointed out that if the other plane passengers were uncomfortable, they could have voiced out their disapproval and uh, Jonathan would have acquiesced. Have what? <laughs> I literally what? just Googled the pronunciation <laughs> of the word. Like, you cannot call him an acquiesce in today's <laughs> age. What is an acquiesce? Acquiesce. It is a... Um, to accept something reluctantly. La. So basically, if said, someone said, hey, don't do it, then he would have... He, would have <laughs> he purposely chose these words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, confused. The you get to convince? Confused. No, but you should always get consent before. Take notes. Yeah. So okay. so the thing is, is that um, Jonathan or, or his... Like whoever was with him basically asked the, the pilot and the pilot was fine with it. Oh, but they asked. The, the thing is that the pilot is not the one listening, right? The you pilot have, probably also Christian. You probably should have asked <laughs> everybody. Pilot, like, not even flying, he just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the whole plane also. <laughs> Maybe the pastor was just like, at the end, he was just like, uh, uh, Jonathan, I guess <laughs> he sneezed then, then, but then the, the writer, no, the journalist like, I guess, oh, okay, okay. Reluctantly. <laughs> no, but how does one... Uh, in in uh, in a group of all the Christians, right? You like you Pisces. Yeah, you Pisces. You feel like <coughs> if you voice out right, you yeah. attacked. Then everyone will like look judgingly at yeah. you, like you're not okay with. And most likely, you're the socially awkward introverted one, so you won't even dare to raise your voice. Like the Caucasian <laughs> guy who was like, "Get me out of here." Yeah. I think it should have been mentioned though that um <laughs> by me that the missionaries <laughs> performed only one song. It was between <laughs> three to four minutes. You perform missionary in one song. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. Then you change. That's the that's the way it goes. Oh, one song is all I need. Simple guideline. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you complete your mission. <laughs> but I really wonder, like, what I would have done on. Okay, if I were a non-Christian, what would I have done on that flight? Like, I okay lah. Probably just plug in yeah. my earpiece and wait for these four minutes probably. to be you over. Jump, if there better be a god. <laughs> <laughs> you say what now, yes. <laughs> If you all believe so much, <laughs> well, that's exactly what the devil did to Jesus. What what what, what would you have done what? though to like to like stop him? If I was on the plane, yeah. Would you have stopped him for That's one? Or what would you do? But keep in mind that when he started, you have no idea how long he's yeah. going to sing for. Yeah, if I was correct. on the plane, right, honestly, I wouldn't have done anything. But you just complain. Like to me, right, even before he Maybe starts, I, go toilet. Mm. I don't even know that he's singing a Christian song. A guy without a guitar right, in public, it's like, oh God. Even, sorry, even walking around in public with a guitar in hand uh, is already like douche. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Then someone his name Jonathan. <laughs> Double douche already. I should say that I, I used to be that guy until I learned not to be that guy. I used to be the guy that like, go house party, I whip the guitar thinking like, hey guys, okay, I'll sing along. Ah. And I realized how douchey that is. Yeah, it like, really is. don't do it. I've, that, honestly, I, I hate live music. Eh. <laughs> like, I love a musician. Music. I go to, I'm not, I'm not you go to a, hey, what damn annoying this guy. Go to his IG. Hey, people make music on, huh? Go to his YouTube <laughs> channel, guys. <laughs> he's, he's not a missionary, he's a DJ. He, his YouTube Wait, channel. <laughs> anyway, originals. Hate, hate live music. It's like, I go to a place with my friends to hang out and then we are trying to have a conversation and then <laughs> some guy starts singing and then like very really loudly and then we have to compete over him. We're not even paying attention to this person. So I actually feel sorry for them. They are trying to sing and play and, and, and entertain you. And then everybody's like trying to, wow, 
I cannot hear what no, my friend is saying. No, not everybody, just you. No, la, la, but I see yeah. that happening a lot of times. We, we should mention that, I mean, I, I think we do respect live musicians. I, think I that, that, love live yeah, musicians, but there's time a and time place. and place for it. Like, that's why I like certain places. I think like Timber was one of them where they announced that like, look, from 7pm to 9pm, mm. we have this band that's coming up uh, and you can come for this. La. Like if, so that you are aware that, okay, we're going for dinner. We are going for dinner and live music. Yeah. But and they're really good and they're there to entertain you also, which is awesome. Yeah. Happy to pay for it. It's like mini concerts. Yeah. And Singapore talent, legit, not bad. Mm. Yeah. But when you try to do both together in a confined ah. space and the volumes are all off, wow, go away. Yes. <laughs> Jump out the plane. If you want to have a similar experience but without live music, you can go to 18 Chefs. Oh, it's a club, yeah. The music Everybody there shouting at each other. 18 Chefs. Which is why I brought up the Tin Typhoon thing, sorry, but like, there, I, I recently went to Tin Typhoon for the first time in my life in Singapore. Hi, Lao. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Lao, sorry. It's called three words Chinese. <laughs> I, I confuse Chinese food. Okay. So, go to Hi, Lao, right? Then, Hi, Lao. Um, Hi, Hi Di Lao. Hi Di Lao. Hi Di Lao. Hi Di Lao. Okay, cool. So I go there and then right, like the moment I sat down, I was like, wow, I understand why people pay this kind of money. It wasn't the free peanut snacks that we fill our bags with. Uh-uh. It wasn't the, the kind service and the drinks that they uh-uh. give us. No, Preach. not the hot towels, not the instructions, not getting the English speaking waiter to come and serve us because our table, there are a few people that don't no, speak Mandarin. No, no. When you sit down, right? Even the food, fantastic. Or the beef, go for it, you know? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it was when you sit down, right? In your booth, you cannot hear a single other person's conversation properly. Like the acoustics of the place are so well designed, right? That the sound engineering, right, you're isolated within your booth. And that is what makes the experience so freaking good. You need to say the branch you go to, right? Because the MBS one don't have, the oh Salita no. Mall one don't have, the, the Vivo one don't have. I went to yeah. Plaza Singh. Okay. Wait, is it okay. Plaza Singh one of the first few? Uh, in Singapore? Not so sure. mm, I'm not sure. Not one of the, I think 313 was one of the first few. Right, right, right. Yeah. But really, like mm. I damn, and I don't like to pay a lot of money for stupid food. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> but I really, really, really like that. That was like wow, icing on the cake for me. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of like Christian privilege, I don't know. I really, I just bring it up because I think I think there's something there that was quite interesting, right? So like, oh, quite bad actually. There was a South Airlines Southwest Airlines um flight right that actually kicked off a Muslim for saying the words Inshallah, which huh? which just means God willing in Arabic. You know, and there have been like there have been like so many situations like this when it comes to like Islam, right? Um, there were also four men who were thrown off American Airlines again. There's a team here like being in the just US. Thrown off. Was kicked off the flight lah. <laughs> they were asked to leave the flight uh, because they <laughs> look too Muslim. Huh? Yeah. Wait, so don't even know whether they're actually Muslim? Just because of how they look. And like, uh, yeah, there was another there was another case where a professor said like the flight was delayed because uh, his equations apparently raised like terror fear. So like there, there's clearly a connection between like the religion and like past incidents that yeah. had to do with like terrorist case, right? And so then this religion is frowned upon for showing outright like stuff as opposed to like Christianity. And then if you look at like re- English radio stations, even in Singapore where all religions listen to, it's not like a particular language, right? Yeah. They're, like during Christmas, there's like Christian songs that are played. And like, I remember very clearly, like there was a lyric, right? Like, like uh, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ was born on Christmas day. And that's a song that plays on the radio. Uh-huh. And to me, like that's very public. How come we as Christians are able to do that? Because you get presents. Oh, because it's commercialized. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But it's like, 
it feels very imposing. I don't know. I've always been very uncomfortable about like songs like that being played on the radio. Yeah, actually, I, I, I like the point that you just brought up because like, how do you all feel that your holiday, right, of your God and whatever, right, is God. is a marketing gimmick. Easter also marketing gimmick. Yeah lah. La. How do yeah. you feel? Hey, about why that? no one make Hari Raya into a marketing gimmick? Bazaars lor. Yeah lor. Mm. Oh. No, but then they okay lah. The bazaars serve a purpose, right? Yeah. But but your Christmas bullshit, right? Christmas becomes Santa Claus. Your, yeah, totally your, different. Your, yeah, your every every yeah. year your your special Christmas album by Justin Bieber or whatever, <laughs> right? Like how is that? Is that appropriation? I know it's definitely frowned upon in the Catholic Church. Like, I, mm. I remember being in uh, like the altar service, right? And we, we go around caroling to like raise funds because uh, we're them poor. And then like, uh, I remember our set list, right? Had like very commercial songs like Jingle Bells. Um, all and, I want for Christmas is you. And, yeah, all I want for Christmas is you, right? And uh, we were being told that no, it had to be like oh. Christian songs. It had to be okay. like Hark the Herald Agency's Oh Holy Night, Silent Night, that kind of song where it tells the story of Jesus being born. Right. No, but I think it's an interesting point that you brought up and I think it links back to the commercialization of Christianity in general. So because it's become such public, uh, such a norm for all the non-religious people that it becomes okay. Mm. Yeah, so if it were purely religious, it feels to me like if you you yourself, you're in the church, you know the meaning of it, then that's enough. Mm. So I mean, if I were to put it in a layman term, it's like, People who don't know me, right? However, they want to judge me. It doesn't really matter, ma, mm. because I know who I am. My friends know who I am. Then yeah. that's it, ah. So similarly, I think that's how I view Christian, uh, uh, sorry, Christmas and like Easter, all this. Right. And maybe even then, like this normalization of it, maybe if I can put it that way, actually helps off because then we get this Christian privilege thing that we've talked talked about. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess it's that. Like, is that as long as the church goers themselves are not being commercialize about the whole situation then I think it's fine and I think it kind of helps because then like every like there's that whole like Christmas is so romanticized you know it what is, I mean like is. everybody loves that season then I mean win-win for us right, in a sense right then we also love it uh, then everywhere we get to have things displayed in a sense be it Jesus or not but what it represents is wrong ma. Mm-hmm, but then if you know you know like you yourself know the meaning ma. Yeah. Then that's enough. I mean, for me at yeah, least. Yeah, but like, then then it goes. It still goes back to the question of appropriation. It's appropriation of a religion to sell something else, be it cookies. Mm-hmm. Then do you all not feel like we should correct that? Because but it is not that I. It's not like I am stifled because of this uh, mm. appropriation, ma. Like, for example, if we look at cultural appropriation, right? Mm. When we are taking, for example, like <coughs> dreadlocks or, or or whatever, then Tyson yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the same thing, actually. Yeah. yeah, so then, in a sense, there is a much deeper, there's a deep-rooted, maybe, in a sense, discrimination that has come with it that they want to reclaim and, and such. Then, when we appropriate black culture, for example, right. then I can see the issue with that. But in this sense, I don't see how we are disadvantaged. You know do you, mean? yeah, okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. But do you also think it's because Christmas, like, say, let, let's just use Christmas as the example, right? The actual Christmas that we celebrate is so far removed from the religious the religious components are so far removed from the actual holiday already that's why it doesn't matter because we are doing things like what Santa Claus your f***ing reindeers we are doing am like am I? <laughs> no no like, like those <laughs> things that are not, not not related to the to the yeah. actual yeah. religion at all you know what I mean yeah so is it maybe because of that like if we were really tied closer to it then maybe that I feel like that might be an issue but it's all marketing good marketing though 
as in in the sense that like it doesn't matter what they're saying about it if they're marketing it as like Santa Claus whatever and then if someone's really interested to go and read up about what yeah. the heck Christmas is <clears throat> then we get someone who plus learns points. about Jesus yeah. is that a plus point also? Because like not is all that the market- intention? But maybe it doesn't matter because it eventually converts some level of people I guess lah if, if that's the objective like because to flip that question is all marketing bad marketing because I think yeah. sometimes commercialization gets a bad rap yeah. when it doesn't have to be a bad thing Interesting. So there might be more Christians after this thing after all. Uh. <laughs> Maybe. Right? You never know, like somehow impact them down the road, butterfly effect or what? Yeah. Or more mm. children, more boys named Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he actually had to delete all his socials, like I think because he got bullied. Oh yeah, yeah, except Instagram, he private it. Which is also, I think, a bit much. Like for he, from his point of view, he goes out there, he tries to do something good in the world in his point of view and then he gets flamed for it. And I think Small repercussion. If you place that much value on your social media, then I think there's a problem that he, like, no, anybody la, but just having that with, much negativity perhaps. come at you every day is not good for your mental health, ma. Mm. Yeah, and mm. also to protect the people in your social feed, like your family and all that. I just feel like I would just do that. I'll just cancel everything. Yeah. Plus, if we go back to what we spoke about at the start, right? It's about being able to understand social situations, right? Like, mm. try not to impose yourself on others. With all the hate that he's getting, he may not actually that may not be the takeaway. To him, it might be that, wow, the anti-Christian sentiment is so strong because it's so overwhelming. And then he may not actually take away the right things, lah, which is, right. let's try to live in a world of multicultural and religious-ness. Mm. Yeah. So everybody learns something. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Cool. Cool. It's really quite funny if their takeaway was just Haiti Lao. Then it's actually a promo for Haiti Lao though because <laughs> No, then the next one is <laughs> singing Haiti Lao. But you all cannot hear me, right? <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. And we're replying to comments. Let's go. Okay, first of all, for today's comments, we are going way back in time. <laughs> is Singapore exploiting domestic helpers? It's an episode from 23rd of December, 2021. Mm-hmm. So Jerome Yo said, Yo. regarding outsourcing, basic caregiving is bonding time with your child. Feeding and showering are all times for you to build your relationship with your child. And you would want to create good and bad memories. Having a maid would have with the laundry and housekeeping like cooking. I, I'm assuming they meant would help with the other stuff like laundry, housekeeping, mm-hmm. and cooking. So for the children, you should be fully taking care of the child yourself. What do you think about that? Uh, I agree and disagree. Like. I, I feel like, I think on the episode, what we said was that we use an example of how someone out, like basically outsources all the negative experiences you have with the child, like changing diapers and all that. And then you can focus on spending nice, good quality time, right? I feel like I, I wouldn't fault if a parent did that or if a parent did what he's saying. La. I think I think you both have different ways of parenting. As long as you're there for the good times with your child, as long as you're not an absent parent, I think that's good already. But I think the interesting part here is talking about making bad memories. So like, is it actually important, right, that you are also involved in these like not so pleasant memories or like parts of your child's childhood? I think what this guy has brought up is a very idealistic picture of what having a help would look like and then also having a child and, and being able to juggle all of that but realistically I think it's it's almost impossible lah. but but good lah. You, you you can achieve that then achieve law but if yeah. you cannot then and yeah don't fault those who bad, cannot, eh. cannot yeah. achieve ah. that it's very hard it's very really very hard like to be a parent and and to also earn money for the family yeah I, I think the important thing is cherish the time you have with your child mm. like I think at the end of the day don't be in a situation where you resent having kids in the first place 
Right. And I think you don't want the bad memories to accumulate to that point. Lah. And there were also people commenting about how like, you are not parents. Get a parent on the show yeah. if you want to talk about this. Right? Also fair enough. Like, f- Hey, you don't need to be you don't need to be a whatever in a order whatever. to comment on whatever yeah. okay so the next comment is by Ben L which is not Ben Wong who always comments L go hey there's two of them there's two Ben Wong oh, maybe his name is merging with his comment so it's Ben L <laughs> soon he's gonna be L go I just wanna say my dad is Benny Wong it could be him oh, oh. probably he's not gonna watch quite oh, these episodes yes, yeah. oh, so his comment is to the end of the app you guys brought up a point that could be used to start another conversation are children supposed to be revenue generating yeah. oh, I'm not so angry me, at this yeah. Yeah. No. why angry I, I hate this mentality I really hate the, the older people's mentality where oh I have more children so the children can take care of me you know like it's an investment kind of thing but you took care of your children their whole life ma. I think back they in the day where back in the day where there was a lot less financial literacy or even the idea that money is not necessarily the most secure investment then having the children to take care of you when you're older sure like like in a like, like if you're a farmer or whatever the hell right but in our first world modern context no lah yeah. Right. But I think in some situations it does actually make sense. Yeah. Mm. Like I would want my kid to take care of me physically la, when I'm old. Yeah. But financially no la. like just take no, care of yourself. I, I don't need the one. Just yeah. I, I gave up to you to let you enjoy wow. the world, do your own thing, but don't also rely on me, la. Rely on yeah, 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 yeah. So That's like, the point. Like just just do your just do your own thing. Mm. Don't need to come back to help me or whatever. Yeah. I would like to mm. be your child. <laughs> but I I agree there's a lot to unpack in this in this mm. subject matter alone. So yeah. maybe we'll cover it more in depth in another episode. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the Daily Catch-Up Podcast. If you like what you watch, remember to subscribe, like this video and hit that notification button. We'll see you on the next one. Also, let us know if you uh, have any thoughts on uh, the episode. We'll respond to them eventually. Bye-bye. Eventually. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.